Everybody and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host Micah and joining me today are my co-hosts Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Yeah, pretty, doing pretty good. Alright, so this is like the first time that all three of us are back on the podcast together. Yeah, while, huh? it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been like just me and Rissa and then me and Nelson. So now it's like all three. So, alright. Yep. So we're going to get everybody's... uh opinion here since we're going to be doing a wrap-up of marvel phase three uh with spider-man far from home and then we're gonna go over what we learned about uh the next phase four for marvel at san diego comic-con sounds good okay yeah so let's uh let's start with your guys's thoughts on spider-man far from home so we know this took place like pretty much after after the um, the undoing of the snap and the the whole Avengers Endgame uh, saga there, um, so uh, Nelson, what did you think overall of this of uh, Far From Home? So it actually took me a while to go see this movie just because I'm kind of burnt out on Spider-Man. So okay. um, yeah, it it was just not very high on my list to go watch it. <laughs> so apologies for you know not being able to record a a thoughts video or a thoughts episode until now when pretty much like a month later but uh i guess sorry to answer your question uh overall i actually thought despite my being burnt out of spider-man i actually thought this was one of the better ones Mm. so um i did enjoy it there's lots of uh good action and um the cgi was actually pretty awesome in all honesty and um the story was um okay uh, there was some growth for Peter in this um, in this movie, and um, also yeah, the for me um, the 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 bad guy was kind of a dead giveaway just because I actually already knew the origins of Mysterio um, right beforehand, so I kind of had my uh, initial inklings of how the story was gonna go anyway, but. Uh, yeah, just because I already knew what um, yeah Mysterio's comic book origin story is, so I could I could guess what was coming in the movie. So, uh, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. It was definitely entertaining and enjoyable. And uh, Rissa, what are your overall thoughts on this movie? Uh, I personally thought it was better than uh, Endgame. Um, the CG was beautiful, and there weren't as many plot holes for me as with Endgame. It wasn't problematic because they didn't try to do the whole timeline type thing and i mean obviously they tried to misdirect us with with a supposed multiverse but i'm glad that they didn't tackle that yet um i say yet because of what we're going to discuss later um but yeah it it was um overall it was a great movie and they they threw in a little easter egg at the end of it and um like nelson said it mysterio was a dead giveaway just because those that know comic books and know Spider-Man um, know that Mysterio is not a good guy um, and know what his abilities are as well. Um, so it was a it was an interesting take on on him um, since he's portrayed as a charlatan and as well in the comics. So um, updating that with with uh, 
technology really helped and particularly that one scene where he just keeps putting illusions on top of Peter it, it was like how they did that tech that um that's how they shot that scene it was kind of like mind-blowing and uh yeah I, I thought it was gorgeous yeah I'd have, I have to agree there that you know this this movie was really good I thought of it as a, a really good standalone Spider-Man movie um, it, it did kind of continue on Endgame, but it could stand alone. And just like you two, I, I kind of knew that because I knew the background of Mysterio that he was going to be a bad guy because, you know, Mysterio has traditionally been a bad guy in the comics. Um, one of the things that, you know, that Mysterio has in the comics, though, is like actual powers. And we'll get into that in when we do more detail. But I did really like this movie and it sets up, you know, the next pretty much the next phase which would be phase four of the mcu and we're going to talk about that later as well so um yeah this movie it uh takes place after the events of endgame uh apparently all of uh peter's class they all got snapped and then they all got unsnapped how convenient right (laughs) yeah so i guess one of the things that we uh, we being my friends and i had it's a small plot hole um it was the way that they portrayed the unsnapping in this movie um, they showed the people that were unsnapped show up exactly where they were snapped out before, mm. um, which begs the question, what happens to the people that were in airplanes and helicopters? What happens to people whose buildings were knocked down? Like, do they yeah. end up inside the wall of something? Like, so what were the repercussions of this? Because we saw a band show up in the middle of a basketball game. A basketball game, yeah. So, like, that's that's the problematic part of it. Um, but to me, in terms of the story, it didn't really affect it too much. It's just a, a point that, you know, you kind of think about afterwards. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because in the moment, you know, like, you're not really thinking about it because it's, it's coming at you fast, right? Yeah. The unsnapping. What did, yeah. what did you think about that, Nelson? Well, for one thing, like the the scene that Rissa mentioned with the 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 that band that kind of just reappeared during a basketball game, that was definitely there put for like a comedic effect, especially because of you know the its usul being in part of like that their school bulletin board video at the start of the school day or something like that. Right. So yeah, I mean it's good. It it was definitely put there for a, a pretty good and short laugh, but. Yeah, of course, like when you actually sit down and actually think about it, then yeah, obviously what Rissa was going over definitely makes a lot of sense. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, how, like what about all these other people in all these other separate situations that, I mean, a lot of people could have just died from reappearing also. <laughs> right. Right, right. And that would have been permanent too. Yeah, that and that, in that regard, yeah, that's permanent. So Yeah, so um, what did you guys think of like the whole premise of this, you know, the plot where they're going on a science trip all you know they're the class for the science uh, team um and then you know they peter and mj and all that um whole relationship thing that's going on there uh what did you guys think of that typical high school <laughs> yeah yeah where, with all the like Pe- peter's the, uh high school problems right right well it's it's anyone's high school problems that's true well uh, i yeah. i kind of i kind of like the um fact that the guy crushing on mj opposite peter was asian <laughs> Mm. yeah he was also really attractive (laughs) so (laughs) um but yeah i i like that they did that where they added a little bit more um ethnicity into marvel um especially with what's coming in in phase four um and uh 
I like that Peter did have competition as well. Um, it was it was cool that they tried to relate it, you know, to the previous movie with you know how they made that connection um, with him and MJ, um, especially after at, in that old in that first movie Homecoming, they didn't really he wasn't really even thinking of her that way. Um, so I, I like that they made that you know his his uh, opposite, especially since she's not supposed to be mary jane right 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 i just i just thought it was um something any anyone who's really watching the the mcu especially i guess these uh the older adults like it's something they could they could probably definitely relate to because i mean it's high school it's an awkward time of year or time of life and um yeah there's the they introduced the competition for the girl and yeah i mean I, i thought it was um definitely something i found entertaining just to like look back like oh i could totally see that happening to me or (laughs) like or something did happen like that to me and yeah it's just something that everyone could relate to the the one that made me um laugh super hard was uh ned's relationship oh my gosh mention that one next yep just because (laughs) just because it was like oh we connected on the airplane you know this is just uh while we're in europe kind of thing and when they get back it's um Oh, oh, we, we broke, broke up. up. We totally broke up. I'm like, yeah, that's totally high school. <laughs> Last yeah, not even like a month. Instant, yeah. I, I mean, it was thing. funny even in the bus. They're like sitting next to each other and texting like, I miss you. I miss you more. <laughs> yeah. And it's the like, whole oh babe thing. Gosh. It was so cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I like that as like a comic relief. You know, there's that whole Ned relationship thing where at first he's talking to peter he's like oh man you're gonna ruin my plans of us being <laughs> stag in in europe and picking up european chicks and then all of a sudden he's in a relationship with a girl like what <laughs> yep pretty much when they land <laughs> yeah and then it's just yeah it's it was in there it was it was pretty good comic relief for us so um let's let's talk about uh the whole nick fury thing where he shows up and he's asking spider-man to to take on this mission in Europe. What did you guys think of that? I I saw an article that said that Samuel L. Jackson was kind of upset that they put the eye patch on the wrong eye. Oh, did they? Yeah. I um, didn't even in, notice. In one of the, in one of the posters. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, well, if it was in a poster, then they might have just flipped the image. It, yeah. But, but, you know, it could have been because of, you know, the spoiler at the end. Remember? Oh, so well, yeah. They were I also guess for saying that, that it might have been placed in there because he was looking at a mirror and it was you know flipped right mm-hmm. so Wait, what you you know where they reveal that nick fury is actually you know you know which part i'm talking about right in the car with uh maria Hill oh yeah yeah, they, yeah yeah and then they yeah yeah right yeah we'll get to that later um but yeah so that that's another thing they were saying is it's because he was looking at a, a mirrored picture and then you know when he when he became nick it was like that's why but yeah it was probably because the poster was transposed. So, yeah, anyway, um, what did you guys think of, of um, Nick's involvement here with Anne-Maria? Uh, Ritza, what do you think? Um, it felt very uh, Iron Man-y, especially mm. since they're kind of trying to force us to accept uh, Spider-Man as the next Iron Man. Um, I don't like that they're trying to do that. Um, and to me, it felt... If they're going to do that, they should have Coulson, but I know why they don't have Coulson, because I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, right. But yeah, it, it just it felt like they were forcing Spider-Man, you are the next Iron Man, down our throats. Um, they don't necessarily have to do that. It's just we understand that there's a changing of the guard, um, 
and they should have just left it at that. Right. What did What did you think of the role here of uh, Nick Fury in this movie, Nelson? Um, I guess it's Nick Fury kind of just has an overall arcing presence within each of the MCU movies anyway. So right. him his appearance wasn't that much of a surprise per se, but um, kind of building off of what Rissa was saying, how um, they were kind of forcing the the idea that you know spider-man is the the next iron man per se i wasn't really on board with it and i mean sure like peter definitely is a pretty smart kid um but obviously he's just not ready for it he's obviously even had some pretty um emotional attachment to tony which you know is understandable um and they like at the first part of the movie i just felt like it was definitely forced like yeah like was rip what even Riss was saying they're forcing it down our throat but it didn't really jive with me up until like uh he boarded the jet with happy and then they obviously show like peter redesigning a a new suit he was like doing everything like even they even had that camp like i don't know if it's called a cameo or maybe just an easter egg of him like even adjusting his uh web shooter and it he like even put his hand in the hologram kind of like how um Tony did in the first Iron Man when he was redesigning Mar- uh, Mark II right. with the thrusters, the hand thruster. So I was like, that's a nice little callback. So, yeah, at that point, it seemed like, yeah, this was more appropriate for, you know, showing us that, yeah, I guess they're going to try and make Spider-Man the next quote unquote Iron Man. But truly, I don't think anyone can really replace Iron Man. Yeah, yeah and there, that's true. There's that's the true. fact that um, people already have spider-man in their hearts in a certain way and to try to change that and force it by saying you know this is the new leader it it doesn't fit and then my other problem with nick fury being in this movie the way that he was so prominent well supposed nick fury and maria hill is they're supposed to be nurturing agents of shield the tv show um and it's supposed to be mirroring what's going on in the mcu and if you keep up with that show you know that nick fury is not involved in shield anymore um Mm -hmm. so what's going on why is he in the mcu why is he so involved why does he have all these secrets with the government when he's not associated with shield so so i mean toward the end you kind of see that you know he really isn't um and then he's doing something else um but it you know toward like throughout the movie you see his presence there and then you're kind of like it's kind of questioning like why is he here why is he so involved you know um because like it seems to me um that his whole thing was to give the glasses to peter the edith glasses right yeah mm-hmm. um that just that was what he was meant to do i think in at the beginning and then all the rest of that stuff that he was involved with kind of was off script you know um but uh yeah that was uh pretty much the premise of what he was doing there at the beginning and uh when he gave the edith glasses to peter at the beginning of the movie so um what did you guys think of those either glasses op yep agreed it's so it stood for even dead i'm still the hero no no i'm the hero right Mm -hmm. edith um and that was tony stark's gift to peter pair sunglasses that controls pretty much all of tony stark's defense systems and all of his weaponry and all that stuff right Mm -hmm. yeah so um we see in the movie that that was mysterio's whole goal um was to get the glasses from peter and he kind of tricked him into actually getting them away from him uh what did you guys think of of that uh, whole tricking peter thing my first question was how did he even find out about the edith glasses to begin with 
he mentioned mm-hmm. that, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. I think it's a flashback, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't a flashback. It was um during his toast. Oh, okay. He He's, oh. like, thanking everybody in the room. Right, yeah. Um, After and he, he mentions, just gets them. He mentions one lady in particular. Uh, I don't remember what her name was, but she, like, leaked something to him. Oh, she told him about the Edith glasses? Yeah, because she works with Pepper or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. It's been like weeks since I've watched yeah. it. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knew about it. And if he didn't know about it, then he wouldn't have tried to get the either glasses. But then eventually he did. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it is pretty OP. And you guys saw what he did when he when he uh, kind of was trying to take out his rival there. Oh, what his uh, love rival. The bus. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo, I thought, what did you think? I thought it was funny, but um, going back to being OP, uh-huh. um, what kind of idiot was Tony Stark to give a teenager that kind of power? Like, yeah. he, he, he didn't, even in, in um, Homecoming, he didn't even let him know all the abilities of the suit. Right. So Right, the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, he was still on like um no, it wasn't in the moves. Iron oh, the Spider. Suit. It was yeah, just the training. Regular Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, he still Spider-Man had suit. training mode. And then yeah, so I was just like you're giving this kid just no instruction manual and you're really? <laughs> so yeah. 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 Just here, use this. This that is It was yours. a huge jump. It's from like you're in training mode and now you've got all the ultimate power, right? Yeah, I don't know if he was like trusting Fury to give it to him at the right time or what but yeah it, peter having that was just kind of idiotic to me yeah he's like he's a high school kid you think he's gonna take care of all the weapon systems of, of tony stark or like really yeah i mean the the problem was he didn't even leave him a letter he didn't leave him any context for it right um right. which is why he got tricked you know mm-hmm. um because especially since in that universe as well in the mcu it's it's pounded into his head we're looking for the next iron man you know we're looking for that beacon of hope kind of thing um yeah it, it, it was just i'm like what seriously yeah and, and for him it's like i can't be tony stark i'm peter parker that's that's his mindset right yeah which is a perfectly which it should fine. be yeah. yeah 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 but yeah i mean that, that would have been a perfect time for a with great power comes great res- great responsibility speech you know the uncle ben moment thing yeah. yeah, but we don't even have an Uncle Ben in this movie. We have Happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got Happy. So speaking of Happy, uh, what did you guys think of Happy's relationship with Aunt May there? Awkward. I thought, yeah, I thought it was funny and awkward, especially because it, like in, um, what was it? Civil War was when they introduced Aunt May. Well, even Peter. Um, but it, it, obviously even like Tony was hitting on Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So now it's like, it's just like happy now. So I was like, oh, dang, both of them. (laughs) So, so my thing about Aunt May and Peter in this, um, in this movie was there was a jump that happened that like, we didn't get an explanation of how she knew, like, did they talk about him being Spider-Man? Like what happened? Because she, she was, um, snapped as well. Mm. So she wasn't missing peter for five years you know she was missing as well so like what what's going on like why would he just reveal that he's spider-man to her was it like remorse or what i thought at the end of one movie a previous movie she found out was it did she i'm pretty sure she did yeah oh I, I can't remember which. I don't movie, remember though. her her figuring that out. Well, okay. Was, was she was she at the funeral of, uh, of Tony? Uh, yeah. Of Tony. I don't remember yeah, if I think she, she was. was. 
I think she was accompanying Peter in that one. Okay, then I guess that would explain it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she did call his spidey sense uh, Peter Peter Tingles. Tingles. Yeah, the Peter Tingle. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Aunt May, this is not Peter Tingle. (laughs) But then he starts to call it (laughs) Peter Tingles. Right, he didn't want her to call it the Peter Tingle. Yeah. Tingle, Tingle, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so they have, like, merchandise now in the Guardians of the Galaxy... um, mission breakout store and um it's like spider-man gear but it says spider sense and then we're like man missed opportunity it should say peter tingles Mm -hmm. yes yes so yeah um so we find out that you know in this movie that mysterio is the bad guy and his whole thing was to become the greatest hero that the earth has um by tricking everybody by you know using tony stark's technology to get him to look like the hero um when in reality he's just a disgruntled former stark employee (laughs) with a bunch of with a team of former disgruntled stark employees as well right so um what did you guys think of the the created like monsters that they that they came up with oh the elementals the elementals yeah well i thought the elementals were an actual thing in the m's or in the comics Right. And then they kind of got shoehorned into this for this movie. Is that what did true? what did you think, Rissa, of the elementals? Um, yeah, I I think they did it on purpose just because comic book people would be like, oh, what the heck is this really right. multiverse? Um, but then I mean, like you're basically battling with yourself, saying, okay, I know who Mysterio is, so what the heck is going on here? Like, is this actually a multiverse theory kind of thing? Which is what you know I was doing for a little bit um and so was my my friend matt we were like a little confused but then i mean it we got sorted so um yeah i mean it it is an actual comic book thing so it i think they did that on purpose okay so yeah uh we find out that they're just playing on people's thoughts on the multiverse right they they were you know they i don't know how they did it but they they tricked they tricked nick fury um you know they they were able to make make him think that Mysterio was this guy from another dimension and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, so I don't know. It was that might be a play on how like the actual comic book Mysterio is because I believe the origin for Mysterio is that he's he was a failed actor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, in the comic book, he's so to try and make it seem like he's like I guess to even just get himself out there was to stage all of these. Um, uh, bad incidences and then just act on it to make it seem like he's the good guy. Yeah. So, right, right. Which is exactly what they're doing, like what they did in this movie, um, but except just use high tech. Yeah, which like was... Stark tech. It was gorgeous. Yeah, truly. That's why I, I, I like the, their portrayal of Mysterio in this, just because it was updated, you know? Um, right. It was interesting how they, they jazzed it up, and especially the ending, um, that bonus scene, um with the twist uh uh-huh. because it, it wasn't ac- i i personally don't think it was actually mysterio um saying those things i think it was his lackey that was manipulating the video footage so it's very possible because i mean i was uh i was mad at mad at the at that end scene and then you texted me saying like well it might not actually have been him and like oh yeah you, you that's very possible <laughs> yep so so yeah, let's let's talk about that that whole ending thing, uh, that whole end scene where um, they they find out that Mysterio's is just faking all that stuff with using the the drone the camouflaging drones and all this complex high tech stuff, and then they're in London and they're trying to 
you know, defeat him. So what did you guys think of, of that whole, like, where, where Spider-Man has to get a new suit and all this stuff? What did, what did you guys think of that whole ending scene there? Uh, Rissa, what did you think? Um, I thought it was beautifully, beautifully shot um, because especially in superhero movies, when you have like these big production, big battle scenes, um, a lot of the minutia gets lost um, just because of the scale of things. Right. Um, and definitely in, in terms of um, scale, they, they made it purposely like what they said in the movie, an Avengers level kind of catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I thought it was beautifully shot, beautifully choreographed. Uh, you got to see um, the way that Peter can can move and his skill as Spider-Man. It's it's obviously growing um, because in, in uh, Homecoming, he was still trying to figure out his powers and whatnot. Um, and you can see how far he's come from all of the battles that he's done since then. So um, I, I thought it was a, a great a great use of cinematography and yeah. I, I thought it was a great scene. How about you, Nelson? What did you think? Well, in all honesty, I was um, I was kind of wondering when um, it seemed like like Peter lost his uh, <laughs> back to the his uh, Peter Tingle. Mm-hmm. Like I was wondering, like why wasn't he utilizing it so much? But apparently, he had a slump of some sort, I guess, in the movie. But um, then it finally shown at that uh, last scene where you know it's uh, uh, Mysterio in that in the tower. Of, or the tower bridge i guess right. it was right and i was like this is and it just out it just freed a, um just outshone right there where peter just like he just took a deep breath and essentially just closed his eyes because obviously he can't trust what he sees right exactly so yeah and then that's where his um, spider sense came into play and yeah i agree it was shot and choreographed really well um yeah i got got your heart pumping because of all the action so yeah it was it was a good scene i thought and a good um showcase of you know how spider-man has definitely uh, grown and um i guess the the extent of his abilities so yeah really well so what did you guys think of his suit that he designed uh rissa what do you think of his suit he designed uh he needs a better material <laughs> yeah you think so it ripped it did. yeah it did rip yeah i, I was wondering about that because i mean I was wondering what happened, why he didn't utilize any of like the Iron Spider. Exactly, because probably too he heavy. Had all of, yeah, he had all of the the suits that were available, and he could have used the Iron Man material or whatever it was for the Iron Spider. So yeah, it of, it probably yeah. was too heavy. Um, but I, I think he's more comfortable in the spandex for whatever reason. But um, maybe he didn't have enough time. I don't know. It it just it he could have picked a better material so it wouldn't you know catch on fire and and rip and whatnot yeah that's what i was thinking too i mean there tony even had all this technology available for him to create the suit and it's like well you you chose spandex (laughs) yeah also like tony in um infinity war had already had the uh nanotech yeah yeah that that he he borrowed from wakanda so like why didn't he do nanotech so that he wouldn't have to like wear his suit underneath his clothes and whatnot so exactly you could just press the button and it's full suit yeah well yeah i I think he yeah tony just kind of just kept the best tech for himself well (laughs) i mean like black panther has nanotech because of shuri so he could have he could have worn it on a bracelet or whatever you know like yeah he could have done a lot of things but i mean he's decided to use uh stuff that will just break on him he's an avenger so like yeah missed opportunity there i agree i agree so um yeah, uh, what did you guys think of Mysterio's supposed death scene there? 
Do you think he's actually dead or do you think that wasn't like a trick? Oh, no, he's definitely dead. I think he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just he- the the scene, like what Rissa was saying, how it, we're, it's possible we're being misdirected as to mm-hmm. who actually revealed Spider-Man to be or who revealed who spider-man is yep um yeah it could have been that one lead scientist or lead engineer um that was referenced back from iron man one all right um because uh it shows that he pretty much he did get away that's true he, he was did. yeah he was the guy behind the computer in this uh movie yeah like but the wizard of oz yeah right. but if you remember like that scene with the footage on on i think it was Times square on the Times big square. screen yeah yep um it cuts out like right when Spider-Man supposedly kills him or, you know, when the drone shoots. So yep. like when would he have had that much time to say all that stuff, you know, because we were actually watching that scene in real time. Yeah, so, we were watching mm-hmm. it play out. Yeah. So to me, it has to be some type of video manipulation, especially since um, you, you saw his lackey um, typing away right before he unplugs his his thumb drive and like gets away so right. he was clearly doing something since he wasn't manipulating the drones anymore at that point yeah so let's talk about that that final scene so it's spider-man and mj are, are swinging through new york um then they he puts her down and all of a sudden on on times at times square the big screens on there you see the daily bugle or is it dot the net dot net yeah, daily, daily bugle dot <laughs> net so you know J- uh, what's his name? Jameson? Uh, Jonah, J- Jonah, J- Jameson? Jonah J. Jameson. Jonah oh, J. Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, that. Played by the same guy. Yep. Yeah, I, I love how they brought back J.K. Jake- Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's updated to be like blog style yep. um, or vlogger style. Uh, puts out the reveal of, you know, like breaking news. Here is Spider-Man and here's his name and all that stuff. Um, and he shows that footage that was obviously leaked to him, probably from what you guys said, the, the lackey of, um, of Mysterio there. And it and he's he's saying, you know, like Spider-Man's the, the one who killed him. And, and here's who Spider-Man is. And it's Peter Parker and crazy. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, Mysterio had a point when uh, his dying and his dying breath is that people will, you know, uh, tend to believe or I forget what exactly you said, but uh, it's a, it's essentially playing on the the fact that you know people are easy to or I forget I don't know how to how to word it, but it's something about believing in uh, what they I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, what did, what do you think, Rissa? So um, I thought that so they they kind of played at this earlier when they were watching the news about Spider Man um, or the Night Monkey or whatever. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, I think it was MJ that was saying to, to the dude, um, uh, the classmate, the jerk classmate right. that, that was like, oh, Spider-Man could totally take this guy. Um, and, um, she's like, oh, so do you believe everything you watch in the news? Um, so it's kind of like a social commentary here, um, kind of playing on, on what's going on right now in our political climate where people okay. just believe in, in what they're given you know, what they see, um, quote unquote, fake news. So I, I feel like that's what they were trying to play at. But then also it's kind of like a mic drop, but a reversal of what happened in Iron Man, where Tony is at a presser saying, I'm Iron Man. Um, this is a world changer as well, saying Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He's a bad guy. What are you going to do about it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think um, Rissa pretty much said what I was 
trying to say like um the quote that mr one of his uh, his last words was i think it was on the something on the lines of people believe in what they see okay and then he dies and so i guess that's um a kind of a it feeds into what actually does happen where you know the the leaked footage and and you know i guess from our perspective it's probably manipulated and um people will see that version and like what you know just to build off of what was just discussed like yeah it's it's fake news at that point and you know people just tend to believe it since you know they're being shown it that's true that's true you know like people tend to trust social media a lot nowadays they trust they trust blindly what they see. Yeah. yeah blindly like if you see there's all these memes that are being spread but they're not really fact checked yeah so we're getting a lot of like quote-unquote fake news because it's not really being double checked for like real facts and they're just being spread right um so i agree it's, that's kind of like what they're trying to say here it's people have this tendency to spread things like even rumors even if it's not real yeah so i, I think it's also a lesson um that they're trying to show the audience that like perspective is everything as well um that you can't believe everything that you see uh that you know looks can be deceiving which was the whole premise of this movie like you can't just believe some hero type just because you know that's what you're being shown because the hero can actually be the villain like hitler yeah exactly Uh, yeah i mean that's kind of like what it is where he was very charismatic and he looked like the hero of germany when it turns out he was he had his own motivations his own agenda his own agenda agenda yeah Exactly. Yeah, so it's always like a borderline type of thing. Like, do you want to be the silent hero that plays in the background, just wants to put their head down, be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, or be the guy, you know, like Tony Stark was the guy. So it, mm-hmm. in this movie, you kind of see that Peter Parker wants to still be a regular high school kid. You know, he wants to help out the greater good, but still wants to have his, his life. But that changes drastically at the end of this movie and that's where they leave off uh for phase four um but i mean they still have one more kicker for us that we're just like all right what now nick fury (laughs) yeah so let's let's get to that final scene where we see nick fury and maria hill in the car um and then it turns out they're not actually nick fury and maria hill um, they are Thalos, is his name? The the scrolls from that we see from uh, Captain Marvel movie. Right. Right? Um, so what did you guys think that this whole time Nick Fury and Maria Hill were, were the scrolls? Rissa, what did you think? Why? <laughs> That's That was my whole thing. Why? Like, I understand that they're trying to set something up. Um, and we see Nick Fury taking a quote-unquote vacation in front of mm-hmm. a Tahiti type of backdrop. And then he turns out to be on a spaceship with the scrolls. Right, right. So it's just like, okay, what's going on? What did What did you think, Nelson? Um. So that reveal at the end, it's. I feel like it was a pretty good like launching pad for Phase Four because right. obviously we, after having shown this scene, is like, okay, this is the perfect. What the heck is going to happen next? Kind yeah. of question. Yeah. So, I mean, for one thing, like, where the heck is he? Obvi- besides, act like it. It seems it's pretty obvious he's in, he's in space. Deep right. space. Point. Yeah. And like, uh, next question, like, why is he even? Do- why is he even there? And how did he get there? Yeah. And how did he get there to begin with? And yeah. So it's just like the. I, I, I felt like it was a pretty good launching pad to the next phase for the MCU. Yeah. So going back to the comics, this is kind of a setup. So if you remember, Shield 
was Earth's defense for like intergalactic nemesis, right? That are yeah. coming to Earth. Yeah, so, this this is sword, possibly. Sword, exactly. This is possibly sword, where it's a space station to defend the galaxy from in, in like more intergalactic baddies kind of like galactus you know he's the world the, the world eater and all that yeah um so it's it's that's kind of what they're trying to hint at where he's running sword rather than focusing on shield because he's not with shield anymore right right so so my thing with tackling sword is um it's it's a relatively new uh comic series it's a short arc um, in which Joss Whedon wrote it. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, are they going to bring back Joss Whedon? Like, what are they doing here? Um, especially since the lineup that they announced in SECC doesn't really touch on it. So are we looking way further down the line or what's happening, you know, type of thing. So I don't I don't know if it's S.W.O.R.D. or if it's like they're establishing something else for Captain Marvel. That is true because, I mean, Captain Marvel is going to come back. We already know that. Yeah, I think with um, this introduction into the possibility of it being sword, I think it kind of makes sense just because with um, even Captain Marvel being introduced and I guess even technically Guardians of the Galaxy, it's kind of just been more leaning and I guess evolving into more of like a a galactic conflict. It's not just focused on Earth. So now they're just expanding out to be throughout the universe now. So yeah, and then I guess... It's it is a speculation, but I guess the next like big baddie would be a possibility being Galactus. So I don't know if they're but, gonna tackle that right now, though. <laughs> true. I mean, it it's might a, be too big of a. It's a, a jump, little but, early. <laughs> well, I but, mean, there uh, there are other nemes- like other different people that they could they could be using. You know. Well, um, I, I personally I don't want that. them to yeah. to tackle Doctor Doom first. Oh, mm. like in Fantastic Four? Yeah, I mean, they also? have the property now, so... They do. They can reboot it yet again. Have you guys seen some of the, like, fan artwork where they're using uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman? Ugh, please don't. <laughs> I've seen that fan art. I was like, wow, people actually want this to happen. Yeah, Nelson, I don't. what do you think? Do you want, do you want that to happen, Nelson? Uh, in all honesty, I've, I've never been really that interested in the fantastic four. Oh, okay okay like i've never even seen the original one there the the one they attempted to with like jessica alba and even chris evans was uh human torch um right, i didn't right. see that one and i didn't even see the reboot back in like 2015 was it mm-hmm. with michael um, b jordan yeah, I mean, they have michael b jordan as the yeah. human torch <laughs> so i i'm yeah i mean sure they'll probably introduce the fantastic four at some point but i hope that they don't they they go down the same route as spider-man where they don't do a whole nother origin story right because we've obviously seen it twice now yeah right? that's true yeah how many how many really... times can we see them go to space and get infected <laughs> right right exactly yeah so that would be pretty interesting to see if they're gonna do that but for sure what we have is um, what they revealed to us at san diego comic-con this year and Rissa, you were there when they announced it right i was not in the hall i was yeah. present <laughs> at sdcc um yeah, I was not trying to get into Hall H uh, just because it's way too crazy with the overnight lines and everything. Um, but I did see the announcements, and it's quite an ambitious schedule. Even though they're spacing it out um, by like theatrical release using Disney Plus, but if you look at it, there's like seven movies in one year. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense, right? Yeah. Well, movies I or series well. or whatever. 
but yeah, it's it's a lot to to keep up with. All right, so they they did reveal um, the the slate for Phase Four in terms of movies and series and all that. Um, so let's let's go through it. Let's let's see all the things that they revealed to us. There's uh, two, four, six, eight. There's there's ten ten that they revealed to us. Right. Um, so let's start with uh, let's let's go. I'm gonna read them here and then like talk about the platforms they're on. Um, so first, they've got the Black Widow movie. That's going to be May 1st, 2020. Um, and then the next thing they're going to release fall 2020 is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Um, and then uh, obviously the they have the symbol of the uh, Captain America shield. Because if you know, if you remember from Endgame, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers passed on the shield to the Falcon. So um, after that, they've got The Eternals, November 6th, 2020. And... Rissa, did you see the picture of the cast, like part of the cast there? Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, um, some other people. Yeah. Dang, Maleficent's going to be in this? Yeah, Yeah, she is. She's (laughs) an Eternal. But Salma Hayek is actually going to be the leader of the Eternals, which is really interesting. Definitely, definitely. So after that, uh, February 12, 2021, you've got Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, then after that, spring 2021, they're going to have WandaVision on Disney Plus platform. Um, and then May 7, 2021, they're going to release Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse! Which is supposedly the very first horror film that uh, Marvel's going to be putting out. Um, then I after could that, see that. Yeah. Oh, the, but did you know that they're actually putting Scarlet Witch in that movie too? Yes. She's yeah. going to be in this movie with Doctor Strange here. Um, then spring 2021 on the Disney Plus platform, they're going to have the Loki series. Um, summer 2021, they're going to have uh, something called What If on the Disney Plus platform as well. Um, and then I actually read That's up on the background of that. It's like animated. What if alternate you know, realities. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be animated. Um, and then uh, November 5, 2021, they've got Thor Love and Thunder. That I like the like the fonts that they use there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of reminiscent of like Masters of the Universe and 80s style. Yeah, it's great. And it's going to be uh, Taika Waititi. YTT also who's going to direct, right? Oh, it's going to be hilarious. Um, oh, yeah. There, there's a lot of um, things that are interesting about this movie, uh, particularly that they announced that Valkyrie is going to be LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, and that we're going to get a glimpse of a female Thor being portrayed by Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Wow. But then also That's Chris Hemsworth cool. will be in this movie still. So it's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's that's pretty interesting. I mean, because he was with the Guardians of the Galaxy when we last saw, last saw him. Right. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how. Like, is he gonna show up in other movies first before this movie, or you know, like that's that's what I'm waiting to see here. We might then, see him uh, in Volume Three, but oh, you might yeah, get into true. that. But that's Volume after. Two. It's gonna be yeah. afterward. So yeah, I'll let you continue. <laughs> so yeah, the final thing that they they revealed to us on the Disney Plus platform is gonna be the Hawkeye series, and we're gonna see Hawkeye or the replacement for uh, Clint Barton, right? Possibly his daughter. Possibly. 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 Uh, but they were also saying it was it might be just Kate Bishop, right? Who's gonna be taking over? So we don't know too many details, but that symbol that they have for Hawkeye there is actually Kate Bishop's like fonts for mm-hmm. the Hawkeye there. So that's the really good possibility. It's Kate Bishop. So yeah, uh, what are you guys looking forward to like the most? Just all of these things or just, you know, what do you think? Rissa, what do you think? So I'm I'm looking forward to all of it really, but mm-hmm. my question would be, are these uh, Disney Plus series going to be just a single like mini series for each one? Or is it going to be like 
continuing kind of thing? Like, is there a set story, a set time, amount of time that it's going to be released? Or am I going to have to, like, die watching all of these shows <laughs> before I watch the next movie? Oh, you mean because it, it might take place before the next thing, right? Yeah, like, that, that's what happened with Winter Soldier and S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, we were continuing to watch S.H.I.E.L.D. and we were trying to wait for the crowds to die down for Winter Soldier. Okay. And there was a plot point where Shield um, was infiltrated by Hydra, oh, and yeah. that spoiled <laughs> us for when we watched Winter Soldier. I remember that. I remember that. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and and <laughs> it's because like before we were told when, if you were, if you watch Agents of Shield, you know you're not going to get spoiled at all if you don't watch the movies right away. So we're like, okay, we'll continue to watch our series, you know? And we totally got spoiled. Um, I mean, they learned their lesson after that because they kind of just danced around different plot points with, like, Thor and, you know, all the other things happening in the MCU afterwards. Um, Like, they didn't even mention the snap. Like, nobody in S.H.I.E.L.D. was snapped. Okay. So, yeah, they, they just kind of danced around that and handled that in a different way. So my question with, with the Disney plus shows is like, is it going to do that same thing? Is it going to be a prequel? Um, like what's going on with this? Do they connect? What about you, Nelson? What are your thoughts on this phase four here? Well, I'm definitely excited for the black widow movie because we've been asking for it for ages. Right. And we're finally getting it. It better be. And good. apparently they actually showed a, uh, a, I guess a trailer um at uh, the panel that because uh, there was a lot of um youtubers that like i was subscribed to they had some of it they posted a video about it but they weren't allowed to post any of the actual footage Mm-mm. you'd be so kicked they out could, yeah so they they actually could only just talk about it so i mean like okay once they started it like i had to turn off the the video because i i didn't want to spoil myself because i want i want to see it firsthand so hopefully they'll release some form of an official trailer soon because i mean may 2020 is actually coming pretty soon (laughs) i have a feeling that we might get better footage um at d23 D23 expo just because um kind of like what they showed us at infinity uh infinity war when we were at d23 expo it was not Mm -hmm. cut they had just shot it so it was like just kind of rough um cg in there yeah so they they might have gotten some kind of Thing like that as well well definitely looking forward to it so so yeah. I, I looked at a little background for the movie it looks like it's a sequel to captain america civil war and a prequel to infinity war um that's where it's supposedly taking place the black widow movie here uh some of the actors joining scarlett johansson include david harbour uh, Ooh, hopper uh, florence yeah hopper um they also have rachel wise in here interesting in there what's she doing and, uh she's gonna be someone called uh Melina Vostokov, so hmm. Russian. And, and David Harbour's also going to play uh, Russian. His name is Alexei Shostakov. So uh, it's going to be interesting to yeah. see, you know, what's happening here. Well, from the YouTuber videos that I did see, um, they did mention that they're actually going to be answering some big questions with what we've already kind of had been asking for all these years, especially Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. Actually, Good. Um, it looks like Budapest is one of the locations that they're filming in. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we probably are going to get the answer to that. So Clint should be in this. Yeah. So probably he'll be showing up for a little bit. Right. At Even least in a flashback. Making, yeah. In right. A flashback. Yep. Yep. So yeah, this is going to be interesting. Get some background on Black Widow, which we didn't get before. Yeah. So the thing about, I think, Shengdu is they mentioned the Mandarin is going to show up again. Which one? Shang-Chi? 
Yeah, Shang-Chi, sorry. Yeah. yeah the like Mandarin, like the real Mandarin? Not, yeah. not the one in the movie we don't talk about? Yeah, I, I think it's... it's they they were saying that you know where they left it in Iron Man three the Mandarin is gonna make an appearance or whatever something like that. So like the real Mandarin, right? I don't know. I didn't watch Iron Man three. Yeah, she she hasn't <laughs> actually seen Iron Man three, which you don't you shouldn't. But yeah, because they ruined like the the concept of the Mandarin. So yeah, I almost rage quit the movie and left the theater almost. Yeah, but I was like, wow, really? They're gonna do this to the Mandarin who was like the arch nemesis of Tony. Like, right exactly <laughs> so anyway <laughs> but yeah hopefully it's the real manner that's yeah what I hope. so also um kevin Feige had a, a little bit of a mic drop at the end of, of the panel as well um oh yeah he was like he did a steve jobs kind of thing um he's like oh and by the way um Ma- uh what's his name mahashara ali is gonna Marshall play ali. yeah he's gonna play uh blade um blade that's right yep yep guardians 3 is happening but um james gunn has to finish suicide squad and um there was something else that he dropped i don't remember but it was like oh yeah just as a side note as he walks out (laughs) (laughs) such a tease yeah yeah so the i just read an article just now about um how james gunn is gonna go back to the dc universe after he films um guardians volume 3 oh so he's doing a back and forth yeah, so we might have to say goodbye to him once more. <laughs> I mean, it makes um, sense. But yeah, I mean, I, I like what you mentioned there about Feige because, you know, that is that is kind of like a mic truck. He's walking out. He's like, yeah, hey, uh, we're going to do Blade and it's going to be Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of that, about the the whole Blade reveal that it's going to be Mahershala? Uh, Rissa, what do you think? I thought that was a strong choice. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is okay. this necessary? <laughs> Right, right. I mean, I love Wesley Snipes' Blade, so I don't, you know, for me, that kind of kicked off the whole, um, you know, Marvel thing. Yeah. With Blade. What do you think, Nelson, uh, that they're rebooting and they're using Mahershala? Uh, in all honesty, I have no opinion because I haven't seen any of the original Blade movies. Okay. And I have no idea, like, I've, I just know he's like a vampire? He's a vampire slayer. Slayer, okay. Hunter? So, yeah, but he has Whatever. some some sort of... Um, vampire powers yeah yeah but, but not like he's not like a full vampire where he, because they call him the day he's walker, a day walker you know? yeah yeah because he can walk in the sun and all that so i mean i have no attachment to it so i i don't really have an opinion <laughs> oh the other mic drop was um they're re- they're doing fantastic four. Oh, oh well. they actually are oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah but i they didn't he didn't mention anything about like whether it's going to be a reboot or what. But yeah, they're doing Fantastic Four. And I think there was mention of X-Men. Huh. Yeah, well, X-Men. I, well, I remember in an earlier episode we recorded, we went over like Disney's um, forecast for the next seven years or something like that. Yeah. And listed on there, there it said the, the New Mutants. Right. So I saw, I'm guessing that's what I, it is. I feel like I saw a little trailer for that New Mutants thing. That was a long time ago. They were supposed to release that earlier this year twice yeah. um what happened there they pulled it i don't i don't know why i think it had to do with the acquisition um okay okay yeah i don't know what they're doing with that movie um but uh, our dad just sent us that article with taron egerton being the um the replacement for wolverine yeah yeah wasn't yeah. macy williams also supposed to be in it because i remember joking like well sansa was uh, dark phoenix yeah <laughs> right and, uh, and now the aria is gonna be <laughs> yeah in the mcu once <laughs> Yeah. That that movie is kind of supposed to be like a horror film too, right? Right. That's I think yeah. that's why they might have pulled it 
because Disney, um, I think they're trying to figure out what to do in terms of distribution. Okay, okay. But they were, I mean, it was always under Fox. So, I mean, right. they could potentially just put it under the Fox label, right? I don't know. Um, the interesting thing about SCCC is uh, when you mentioned Disney uh, and like if you looked at the D23 recap of what was going on um, at SECC, it wasn't just like Disney Studios they were mentioning. They were like, this is what FX had. This is what FXX had. You know, That's Fox true. had these offerings. Um, there was this thing from, you know, the Fox Carnival, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, wait, what? That counts? <laughs> so... Yeah, um, it's yes, it does. <laughs> it, it's it's not just uh, they're not just counting it as just Disney anymore because we're gonna see the Simpsons at D twenty three Expo. We're gonna see like all these other things. I I mean I saw Taika Waititi in a um, what we do in the Shadows panel because that's an FX show. Um, right, and it's still Disney technically now. So yeah, that's a. Uh... That's pretty interesting. I, I like how now Disney is actually turning into somewhat of a conglomerate. Um, with all these acquisitions, yeah. With yeah. all the acquisitions, but at some point, you know, they're going to try to bust up the monopoly. You yeah. Know? <laughs> they're going to have to. Because, because, you know, the SEC, it, it, they hate that. They hate monopolies. So. Well, there's laws. Yeah. Right. Not one company is supposed to own everything. So Ooh, we're going to see. <laughs> we'll see what happens here. I mean, I mean, Universal is d- doing the same thing pretty much. Yeah, with Comcast, Comcast owns it. Yeah, and they own everything, right? Right. That's not Disney. They own everything else. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, um, especially with Hulu and Disney Plus and what's going on with that. So it's going to be an interesting um, entertainment future. Yes, yes. So what did, what did you guys think of um, the announcement that Disney Plus is going to be offered as a an add-on to Hulu. I mean, I know you guys don't ha- might not have Hulu already, but what do you think if it's available on that platform to add on? Um, they're just like take my money. Yeah, it's like here I'll pay for Hulu and then I'll just add the six ninety nine for the Disney, right? Yeah. What do you think, Nelson? Do you think it's um it's a smart move here? Well, like logistically, it makes sense because I mean, there's definitely already existing Hulu subscribers. Right. So if you're just going to offer that as an uh, as an extension, then I mean you th- that way they don't have to get a whole nother platform. You kind of just already um have the have a platform but then just it's just uh, <laughs> an like extension. Here's, here's some extra money. Let me use right. Disney Plus like that. Right? And here's like and now you have this ex- uh, add-on service. Right. Kind of like what I'm doing with the uh, HBO. I don't mm. actually have HBO, but um I did an add-on to my uh Prime Amazon yeah. Prime. Oh, yeah, that's true. You could do that. Yeah. yeah so. I, For me, it's kind of an interesting thing with uh, Disney. Like, why didn't you just do that in the first place instead of creating a whole new ecosystem? Separate one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe because people that don't have Hulu, you know, they wouldn't want to buy into Hulu necessarily, you know? Yeah, but it's the same company. Like, they have majority uh, stock into this. So, like, if you... I understand they want to do, like, a pay-to-play kind of thing where you just kind of choose what you want. Um, It it was one of the things that people had an issue with with cable. So why not have a a separate sub-tier of a Hulu subscription that's just Disney Plus? So it's already within the environment instead of creating a whole nother platform. Yeah, 
That's true. That's true. So yeah, we, uh, I mean, it, we're we're still yet to see, and we'll see in November what happens there. Right. But for me, I mean, I don't have Hulu, but I would definitely go get on that Disney Plus platform. So I mean, I'm I'd probably <laughs> probably gonna end up just getting Hulu and adding Disney Plus because I really want to watch Handmaid's Tale. So <laughs> okay. Okay, I see. So they got you that way. Yeah. They're like, oh, we have this show that you like, and then you get the Disney Plus additional. So there you go. Yeah. I, um, do you think it's going to end up, you know, the way that they're expecting where it's going to kill some of the market share for Netflix? Yes. I mean, yes. especially because they're pulling all of their stuff. That's true. A lot of the stuff that I watch on Netflix already is because it's Disney, right? So yeah. Um, if, it, if it's pulled then, you know, do I even need Netflix anymore? Well, the thing about Netflix is they're not making the smartest decisions with their original shows. Um, That's true. They're pulling the plug on a couple of them. Um, and they're like shows that people, they have like cult followings. Um, and it's like the only reason why people are subscribing to Netflix because their library is so large that sometimes when I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't have anything on TV to watch. I'm going to go um, look for something on Netflix. I spend like 30 minutes trying to find something. Right. And then I end up just watching Friends or like The Office or Parks and Rec because I'm like, I don't know what to pick. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to commit to. So, true. yeah, that that's the problem with me and Netflix is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Nelson? Do you think, um, you think Netflix is going to suffer here? Um, I, I would, I would think that they'd probably get a hit taken, but, um, I feel like they have so much, like, I mean, sure, having too much is a problem, but at least they do have a lot of other content, so... I mean, there's still lots to choose from, and it probably wouldn't affect them as bad in the long run. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, but I I also have an issue with quantity over quality. Um, mm. So hopefully Disney doesn't fall into that trap as well, especially with releasing all of these shows. Right. Um, it that's the struggle that I'm going to have, especially if it's not going to be miniseries, if they're going to be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's just renew, renew, renew. Um, it's it's not going to be like a complete story that they're trying to tell that leads you to the next movie. It's it's rather just more money to keep keep you on that subscription. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you guys you guys have seen some of the like the visual stuff that they're trying to put out for for Disney Plus, right? I mean, Mandalorian, they showed a little preview and uh, what did you what, I mean, it looks like quality stuff, right? Like film film I quality hope so. series, right? <laughs> I hope so. I just hope the acting matches the the visuals. Right. It looks visually stunning, but you know, I hope the act, acting matches. So, but yeah, in terms of Netflix, I feel like they're going to fold. Um, they uh, in terms of financial, you know, they they overextended themselves taking out a lot of loans, um, trying to pay off a lot of these original series and films that they did. They pay a lot of comedians too mm-hmm. for comedy specials that, you know, cost millions to produce and right. yet, you know, how many people watch comedy specials all the time, right? So, um, I I feel, and then they end up passing the bottom line to their customers by increasing the prices. Right. Uh, I remember when I hopped on, it was nine ninety nine. I'm like twelve ninety nine now. So it's yeah. like maybe I'm just gonna hop off because it's it's getting too expensive now. So, but yeah, um, they <laughs> they had this thing before where you know if you were locked in, they would just keep you at that rate. But you know that doesn't exist anymore. So I mean, you know what what also doesn't exist anymore is Movie Pass. Right. So that also folded too. See? Yeah. So yeah, I I agree with net, with you and on your assessment with Netflix has overextended themselves because if you mm-hmm. if you look at all those high production um, cooking shows challenges yeah, and exactly. you know all those other originals that aren't just you know the Marvel 
originals right. that are being pulled as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where are they finding their funding? <laughs> exactly. Like, where's the money coming from, right? It's got to be coming from somewhere, but they're passing it on to the customer. The yeah, consumer. especially since you don't see ads. Yeah, no ads. So it's all the consumer. It's coming from the consumer. So, so yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's what we're going to look forward to. We've got Disney Plus coming. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, in conclusion, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Rissa, what do you think? For Phase 4? Well, yeah, for just to wrap up the whole episode here. Uh, Spider-Man and Phase 4. Spider-Man was a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry if we spoiled it for you. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great movie. I thought it was better than Endgame in terms of the story they were trying to tell. And um, it's an interesting lead-off, and it was a great close to Phase 3. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to what they have for phase four um a lot more questions and answers at this point which is i guess a really good thing if they're trying to get more money from me so looking forward to it and uh nelson what do you want to say for wrapping up here so um again i was uh surprised that i actually enjoyed the spider-man movie because again i was kind of burnt out on spider-man and and it took me up until recently to finally watch it so it's been almost a month old being in the theaters um i had a great time it was definitely entertaining and um so that was a nice surprise to me i thought it was a pretty nice and good end to phase three as well and um also with that ending extra scene post credit scene yeah it's just nice launching platform into phase four lots of questions and uh yeah looking forward to everything that we discussed with all the um reveals from sdcc so yeah lots to look forward to yeah so i I also agree with you guys that it was a really good movie it could work as a standalone and it was also a very good platform to launch the phase four for marvel and we got our lineup for the future uh, when it comes to Marvel things during SDCC. Uh, I'm looking forward to D23 and to see what Disney has to offer um, in terms of everything else, parks and and even just like Marvel as well. So um, yeah, that's that's what we had today for our episode. Um, And do you have anything you want to say to our listeners, Rissa? Um, Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you guys uh, continue to tune in. And if you haven't already, please subscribe um, or to any platform that you have. So you're in the loop with the next um, episode. So thanks, guys. And uh, Nelson, anything you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, thanks, guys, for dropping by. Um, Just as a quick little announcement, um, I had some free time to myself and was able to finish off the rest of my November trip vlogs. So those are in the works of being posted in sequential order, remaining three days, four days day six through nine so look forward for more videos to come in the near future yeah so yeah i've been posting those videos that nelson has made so yeah uh day six part two is going to be coming out this week so look forward to that and um don't forget to subscribe to youtube and also to our podcast thank you guys for listening and also don't forget to keep your watches synced to disney time see ya bye later